All right, well, it's uh, Monday, September 6th, 2021 already. Uh, it's getting noticeably cooler. Uh, it was actually raining this morning, uh, and yeah, you can tell like the temperatures dropped quite a bit. Uh, I guess it's it's the Labor Day weekend for you guys in Canada and the United States, too. I'm not sure about Britain uh, or the rest of Europe, but uh, here in China, it's just another day. It doesn't matter. We don't have Labor Day... We don't have that Labor Day. Um, now, in two weeks, we have Mid-Autumn Festival, so I think that's going to be... Uh, let me check. My calendar actually says when it's going to be. It is going to be on September 19th, 20th, 21st, 21st. So, um, I'm not sure if... Yeah, it's, just, it's basically three days off, and you eat mooncakes. And Starbucks released their special edition mooncakes. Some of them are good. One of them is terrible. They have this uh, beef something mooncake. And everyone I've seen try it just <laughs> cringes at the taste. Oh, God, it was terrible. <laughs> Worst thing ever. Now, the chocolate one, pretty good. The coffee one, good. The, the matcha... Uh, the green tea, and there was another one, the strawberry, or the uh, oolong, or the hawthorn. Uh, maybe it wasn't the hawthorn. Rose? I can't remember which one they have. Um, but yeah, most of them are pretty good, but the uh, there's the one with the, the beef, whatever it is, and it's just the worst thing ever, basically. So yeah, don't try that if you ever come to China. And as far as I know, like Chinese people actually aren't buying these to eat for themselves, they buy them as gifts because they are horribly overpriced. We're talking it was a, it was four hundred kwai, so it's eighty dollars Canadian to get um, a box of four, right? So they're about tw yeah twenty. Uh, what is that? I don't know twenty dollars a piece. Um, it was six hundred kwai or just over five hundred kwai, so it's a hundred dollars for six of them. And there was another one listed at 900 kwai, so close to $200. And I can't remember how many were in there and what you got with that. But yeah, horribly expensive. Not something that I would go out and buy, uh, although I was given a few as a gift. Go figure. <laughs> you know? So that's how that one sort of worked out. Got a haircut, finally. I don't know if you noticed. I posted a couple pictures recently where I got a, uh, uh, where I was getting my, my, my hair was a little long. If you've ever lived overseas, you will know that finding a place that you can go to consistently and get a consistent haircut is very difficult. And I'm sure it's the same like back in Winnipeg or back in any hometown. Uh, it, you know, it's tough to find a good hairstylist. And yeah, it is, you know, it's a, a trade. It's a skill that... Not only do you have to, you don't so much to have have to have a relationship with your um your your hair stylist or barber, but it does help to have an idea of what you'd like. And usually, I found that you have to bring a picture. If if I go to a Chinese place, I have to bring a picture and say do this, and then they usually get it pretty close. Now I don't, I can't remember what the, no, I do remember. In Canada, the place I go to used to be called Five Dollar Phil, uh, or at least that was the uh, sort of the uh, the nickname for him because he only charged five dollars. And then he bumped it up to eight dollars and ten dollars, and I think it was fifteen. I can't remember. And I used to go to this other Italian guy um, 
who charged, yeah, only $15 for a haircut and a beard trim. Maybe an extra five bucks for the beard trim. He didn't care. The uh, barbershop was in the like attached to the back of his house. So it was uh, kind of neat uh, that uh, you just kind of go there. <laughs> I mean, he didn't care. Rent was paid for. Um, mortgage was paid for, basically. It was just a matter of uh, uh, showing up and... Either I I went in whenever there was nobody sitting around basically, and he was just there waiting. It's not the same thing in China. Now you can go here in Beijing. There's a few large name chain stylists, and you should see these places. I mean, some of them look like they could be nightclubs. They have a bar. They have and they have all the looks as if it's real alcohol, but. This gets me thinking. There is a sort of, uh, there, there's a known that if you buy alcohol in China, chances are, there are there is a very good chance that it could be fake. It might not be the real thing. Now, I know people are going to say, well, no, you can't generalize. And to that, I'd say, well, you can, because these barbershops, these hairstylist places are not stocking their shelves with real Chivas Regal, 18-year-old Scotch whiskey. They're not doing it. They're buying something that looks like it, that, you know, it's all for presentation purposes. It's not for actual consumption. And that sort of, I think there is a market here for fake alcohol, not so much that it's they're tr yeah, it is. They're basically trying to create a representation of it without paying the actual cost of it. I mean... Yeah, the types of alcohol that they have on display are all the top line or some of the top line stuff. Some of the, again, it looks like a club. It looks like a bar that you can go in there and get a drink. But I don't see them serving them. And I'm not sure if like if I walked in as a foreigner and said, could I get a double scotch, please? If they would pour it for you, they might pour it for you and take your money. But whether or not it's real, again, I think you're taking your chances. All that is to say is that two things right there. There is a market for fake, fake alcohol or uh, bottles with that look like real alcohol but aren't, uh, and that some of the hairstylist places are more have a lot of um, flash and not so much bang. So the thing with these these uh, chain stores is that they do look very flashy, and I'm sure if dare I say it, if you're a woman and you go in there, you could get a decent hair treatment stylist even from the guys, and they will know pretty much what to do. But if you're a guy with a beard and you want like a standard, I don't know, hipster haircut, for example, uh, and a, you know, a beard trim, they don't do beards. They have no idea how to cut a beard, how to trim beard. I mean, I've never, no, I, I don't think I've ever tried to give them a picture of one, like, uh, like how I want it trimmed. But even then, you can't just you can't tell them just clean up the beard. They won't understand how to trim the beard. So with these Chinese places, I mean, there's Mobe's. I used to go there for a bit. Uh, there's another one that's uh, pretty famous. I can't remember, but in my my district, there's a lot of these hairstylists and these uh, nail places. But those are a little bit different because they don't do uh, hair. But I'll tell you, like. The, the hairstylists or the shops that you think should know how to trim a beard because of the presentation of their, their store, they don't. All that is to say, this guy that I go to, whose name is Ahmed Excellence, 
Yes, he is Muslim. He's from Egypt. And uh, he's one of the, probably the best hairstylists, of, not hairstylists, best barbers, best haircutters. Uh, he's a generic term. Yeah, he's a, one of the best haircutters uh, I've ever had. On par with the Italian guy, the old Italian guy back in my hometown who only charged $15. Not the $8 guy. The $8 guy actually took over the shop from the actual guy named Phil. And I don't know what happened there, but the new guy was a bit more rough. And even my dad was like, yeah, he pulls your hair too much. It's too rough. It's not, it's, I only go there because it's $8. <laughs> Whereas this guy here in uh, Beijing, I pay substantially more than $8. Uh, it'd be 200 quai because he trims the beard as well. So it's $40 Canadian basically is what I'm paying. And I, I have this sort of policy that, yeah, I'm only going to go about every six weeks or so because that's, that's my budget for my hair. Now, you might wonder, why don't you just shave your head again, Steve? Why don't you just trim your beard at home? I'll tell you, you can't. I mean, you can, but then it doesn't look as clean as it does when someone else does your hair. as some, Especially when someone else does your beard. I do think that he cuts the beard a little bit awkward, especially on my, my, my neck. Like, as if it's... I, I think as he... <clears throat> sorry. I think as he looks... From it at one way, and to me it looks crooked. Now it might just be my face. I'm not entirely sure. One second here. <clears throat> All right, that's better. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think he he sees it as being uh, as as being symmetrical. I see it as being not symmetrical. But again, I think it might just be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it looks different to me. Uh, he says it's fine. I'm like, yeah. I'm, he he probably has a better look at it than I do anyway uh, but he does it he also uh, shaves like he'll uh, clean up with a, a straight edge basically so he, he's very precise and he takes his time uh, and I've started to request that he only use scissors and this is the other big thing about getting a haircut in China and Beijing that if you were to come here especially as a man I've noticed that they do this because you look at the Chinese haircut um, the, the, and it's it's very, it's almost military. And I'm not sure if this is the same style uh, around the world. Uh, like if guys get the same sort of, you know how that, the like the U.S. Army or the Army personnel usually have a certain type of haircut, right? So the, the sides are shaved, the back is shaved, and then, you know, there's a little bit of uh, growth on top. Now, the Chinese haircut is a bit longer than that. But the idea is that you use clippers to quickly shave the sides, and it takes like a matter of seconds. Zim, 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 and the the sides and the back are done, and then you start sort of styling uh, up top. I don't like that; it bothers me. And one of the reasons is because I, on part of my head, I think the hair grows out different. It just never grows out the way that it looks. It, it looks poofy more than it does anything else. So it's a small little complaint that I have about it, mostly to do with the own shape, my you know the shape of my own head. Uh, but they do this all over the place. I mean, you it would be tough to find a barber or uh, a Chinese haircut place that uses scissors exclusively. Now they do texture your hair in some of these places, uh, so they use those those jagged scissors. Uh, which is pretty common in most hairstylist shops, uh, as far as I can tell. This, the Egyptian guy, Ahmed, 
He doesn't. He's like, no, I'll just get a cut like this. And he cuts it at an angle and stuff like that, so it looks okay. Um, and I think he also sort of appreciates the fact that I don't need a very bizarre uh, haircut. It's pretty... He, you like the classic look, do you? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I like. Let's just keep it nice and simple, basically. Um, that being the case, I have seen pictures of what he does for other clients, and like he gets in there with uh, you know those, those fine hair trimmers and things like that. And he will stylize patterns into people's haircuts if if they want that sort of thing. He'll, he'll take the time. So yeah, I don't, know. I don't need to use that. I don't really want to. I just prefer the, the scissors. So this one, I think, looks pretty good. Uh, and like I said, he does beards. He he does beards and he, he takes his time with his beards, uh, doing the beards as well. He has a beard, right? So that's kind of how you know you can trust the guy. He has a beard too and it looks good. Uh, he has dyed hair, so you know, okay. Also, he is able to deal with coloring and stuff like that. So uh, as far as I know, he only has men and that's because he is Muslim. Uh, as far as I know, uh, I'm not sure if there's another reason. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, you know, for 200 kwai, for 40 bucks, uh, you know, it sounds like a lot, but uh, I think it's worth it for what it is. Anyway, that's a long spiel about haircuts in Beijing and in China. I uh, hope you guys had a chance to uh, check out the blog feed this weekend. I know I, uh, uh, I think I didn't post it until Sunday night. Maybe it was Saturday. It was Sunday. But I posted a full week uh, of all last week's episodes into one file. So you can download it, you can listen to it all at once. Um, I didn't take out any of the timestamps or anything. I was going to finagle with it, but I'm like, you know what? Just publish it. We'll see if anyone cares. Um, and it's you know it's easier for me as well. I was also working on a YouTube version of the uh, this audio blog. Just I don't know. Some people like to listen. I listen to stuff on YouTube as well. Uh, not that it's my go-to place for uh, audio files at all. Uh, I think it's something I'll probably keep on doing as well. So, um, yeah, look out for that a little bit more. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, this has gone on a little bit longer than I thought it would be about haircuts. But just in case you wanted to know about what it's like to get a haircut in China. There you go. That's it. Anyway, beginning of the week here. You guys enjoy your weekend, your extended weekend, your long weekend uh, in Canada and around the world. Uh, if you're uh, celebrating a Labor Day, the Labor Day and here in China, it's back to work. It looks like it's going to be a slow month, but that's okay. i got things to do. Hope you do too. We'll talk again. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.